Gab and Girl Time contains explicit sexually mature themes and is intended for a mature audience. The opinions expressed here do not necessarily reflect the views of any platforms, sponsors, or social media. better today yeah let me tell you why i've been depressed for like weeks oh, i had depression kitty too i had to figure her out <sighs> oh before. my gosh and it's she just lingers sometimes it's hard sometimes to get out of it it was a rough week last week i don't know a lot of weird energy on the earth but i i'm like nope not today well, we closed on our house <laughs> which is awesome we had to get a new hvac system which is awesome but the going through it just gives me such anxiety because things are being moved and things are not being put away correctly and it just feeds my OCD and it's terrible plus you want to do it they're in there doing stuff in your house and you're not the one doing it yeah yeah Mm -hmm. but my husband is there and I trust him right with everything he's excited about the shiny new thing that's in our house oh of course he is and I'm just like you know yeah it's great (laughs) But where am I going to put all my shit now? And this is where it gets to start shelf building. And <laughs> Pinterest. It's a work in progress. It's a test to our marriage and our dynamic for sure. Because, oh, yeah. Uh, because I don't necessarily go into sub mode when we're talking about things about my house. Oh, and that's the, right. And you live the lifestyle all the time. All the time. That's different. Yeah. I'm like, not today, Satan. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> But I'm happy today, and I'm gonna say her name because she's gonna be on the show. I'm gonna I'm gonna get her. Get but her. my friend Jordan, who I, is like one of the kindest lights that have ever come into my life. I mean, she's just amazing. I love those. And people. she lives down the street from me, so I took her some herbs. Nice. And she gives me... And these are real herbs, by the way. Yeah, grown Spices. off my little deck. Mm-hmm. No pesticides. She gives me a decarbing unit so that I can decarb my herbs. How cool. I know. I love her so much. And she just always knows what to do, always knows the right nice. thing to say. Yes. You know, she's just... Mm, can't say enough about her. And I know other people feel the same way about her but i am i am a little bit happy today how about you one i'm really happy that you have a person like that in your life because we lost and i'm just i don't you even do know too. She, she'll be your person too she'll I, be our guest person i mean i I'm, don't I'm telling even you. know when but i'm giving a shout out to faith mcdaniels who passed oh. away a while back and that's she, another one too she was that person to a lot of people in this area and you know what i'm so happy i just want to give a shout out to strong women you know if we're doing this we're doing it i have a faith mcdaniel so. story so when we were doing shows at uh oh man at coco moon remember that yes remember coco moon when, yes we were doing shows there 
she was a photographer as well mm-hmm. and would take pictures. Super multi-talented yeah. person. Just <laughs> listen. So it was one of my first numbers. She shoots my picture and she puts it on her Facebook. Okay. Another friend messages me and goes, hey, do you know that this person has your picture up? And I'm like, okay. So I just message her because I didn't really know her at this point. Mm-hmm. I just message her and she was so sweet about it. She was like, oh my gosh, I didn't even notice. I will take it down if you want me to. And I said, oh no, just tag me in it. You know, I'm trying to build up my career as a burlesque performer here, but she's just so sweet. Her house was beautiful and she, uh, she just, she was a light too. Yes. Her house she had as a, um, like an Airbnb or a, no, a bed yeah. and breakfast. Yeah, it was an and Airbnb. And then I think it became an Airbnb or whatever. Mm-hmm. But uh, she hosted Kevin McDonald there from uh, Kids in the Hall. I don't know if you know who that is. He's I also, went to that show. He's also a... Um, did you take that class? I did. I took with him. And then uh, we all had to write a screenplay, you know, like a script. Yeah. And I, he chose my um, Hillbilly Game of Thrones, and then other people acted it out. Nice. And then I just really was an idiot over in the corner doing random things that really made no sense. And I was like, oh, my God, you're crazy. But I was just excited to do that. Yeah. Um, everybody in the class had to write skits, and it was helping with our writing and prop writing and all that but he was great to work with and so I was very excited about the new Invader Zim but she was absolutely amazing and her house is incredible she's helped out a lot of really good friends of mine and she did and she was a huge loss to the community so Mm -hmm. Jordan it makes me happy that there is another light you know that they keep burning they keep shining yeah everybody is worthy and everybody is we're all connected together yes we are and that is really popping off for me this year which is great so maybe it wasn't my year last year maybe i people maybe this year's your year it is my year because i know that i'm supposed to be a healer and i know that i have my experiences my venn diagram of people like i'm cool like i was always the cool quote unquote mom and everybody would be like oh you're the cool mom You know, and then my kids will be like, "Mm, yeah, until she's not the cool mom, which I was the cool mom because I understood until you have to parent who you you are. But I parented. Mm -hmm. Now, was I the greatest parent? No, I was not at all. I will say I was not emotionally. I tried. I tried to be very much. So the kids were always fed. I didn't revolving door date. So I didn't have random people in and out of their house this is just my choice I had a bad experience with the first person and I literally had to punch a man in the face for I go into a store and he offers my daughter drugs okay real question and so literally punched him real time right when she told me so immediately she didn't see her experience was not did you did you try to sell my daughter drugs or what? What are you talking about? Her response was, I gave my mom information that this man even suggested. 
And on just my word, she physically hit the man right in the face. He's like, I'm calling the police. I'm like, call the police, motherfucker. Call him. We'll tell him about your drugs. Let's do it. You know, we'll talk about you talking to my daughter, whatever. Because I was naive. Who the fuck would even leave your kid? But she was 11. All right, real you talk. Know? Did you need this man to live with you? Oh, fuck no. Not at all. Okay. But, I mean, no. I didn't need any man. But I had my dad around. We were, I was taking Here's care of my I father that, as though. well. Why do women do that to their children? See, when I got divorced, I didn't do that either. Even when my current husband wanted to live with us. And he was like, we need to take this to the next step. I would like to move in. And my first response was, mm, I don't know about that yet. We got to talk to our, I got to talk to my kids about that. I got to see if they want you here before I let you come in. Yeah. So why as women do we do that to our children? And then more specifically, I'm thinking about my mother who had an array of men revolve through that door. But my thing was with that was, well, she needed their money. No, she didn't necessarily, necessarily need them. I mean, yes, she probably needed the companionship and the and the sex, you know, if I'm going to be really honest about it. See, you as a child, what's cool is that you saw what your, not to do your take. Well, that and your take was he's he's just here. You know, she needs the money from him or whatever. But she didn't because she had the house. She was the one that had the house. Yeah, but she wasn't making any income. Okay. Well, then she wanted to not work Other and she disability. knew that she could do whatever. But for her, her self-worth was completely wrapped up in having a man. Most girls, even out of high school, start... Uh, they'll have sex, whatever. Most women, even after a divorce, do you know? Probably, I don't know because I have haven't done. But can, but do you need to move them in with your children? People do because they want to partner up. They're not. They don't really want to have free sex. Like, and when I mean free sex, I don't mean like not paying for OnlyFans. I mean being able to have carefree. And without guilt, sex. So where you can go and meet your need or whatever. I didn't, even when after Pops passed or whatever, I mean, he's been gone for eight years now. I just now moved in with a boy in all this With a boy. I like that. Because I don't. We're like boy, you know. We he's don't. He's very have, boyish. He's he's very. Um, we don't. I don't want to be married. I don't think he really wants to be married. We're at that point in our life. We're not having children. My children are grown. Yeah. You know whatever. And so, um, I don't want to get off on a tangent. But do you know how rare we're already it is? there? But it's super rare to have to go ahead and stay with children to stay single when you have no problem attracting a variety of different mates i will say i just i think it just it's puts extremely things... rare as a female to not try to hook mm -hmm. back up and give a family environment or what their sense of a family environment 
It's going to be different for you. You've lived an alternative lifestyle your whole life. For us, an ulterior lifestyle is completely normal because it's always been who we've sought out to be. But for the people that totally bought into a family unit as having, you know, a uh, mother figure, a father figure, a double partner, it doesn't even have to be mother father figure, just a two partner to adult house raising children that's that's supposed to be the dream having the house the picket fence be at home take care of your yard if you can afford it work back in the olden days you only had one person working and they still afforded it and we can talk about all of the other with you know that's a whole nother thing it is but don't I'm, get me started talking about and wages and stuff correct because it has that has everything to do with the government forcing that way of life that they've sold you into in order to get that once now that they have such a wage disparity they have to make it so that all american citizens are dependent on the government so that they can provide that narrative to you as the american dream so you need to eat that up and be happy with that eventually the scales will turn where everybody has a roof over their head food to eat and uh water to drink and that part is going to be wonderful but be happy in that box because all of us will pay be careful what you wish for because you just might get it that's all i'm going to say it's that, it sounds great. Utopia sounds, sounds great. like to me that corporations need to oh, yeah. cut into their own profits. Yeah, we need way more Dolly Parton capitalist. So we and don't, as I told you, you before, get, are you sure you want to get into not, this? There's, there's not that many of those out there. Well, okay. I, correct there is not used to be back in the olden days you keep talking back in the olden days girls it is 2021 I, I understand we have to look at the future we do have to look at the future so how do you want the future do you want the future to be on mars do no you, do you want to be taken care of like you're taking care of from your parents or do you want to be able to pursue things that you like and want to do do you want to do you want to completely topple the government as it is right now and start over with the unknown, not yes. knowing where you're going to be? Anarchy. Yes. You do? Yes. You think that you're strong yes. enough to deal with anarchy? Yes. I'm ready. You're you are now a homeowner. Are you ready seriously? Yeah. For somebody to come into your house yeah. and shoot yes. your family up and take everything that you have? That's that's the first. That's wild. If I don't get wild, them wild first, rest. yep. In my experience in life, I used to be a fighter. Because what's person. going on? What's going on right now <laughs> is not working. Is that there is one? Well, they've already tipped the scales. The scales have already been tipped. And as long as you, as long as the narrative is, there's no way to correct the path for everyone. To have exactly what they want when there is completely there is but nobody wants to take it down to the simplest common denominator to actually go by the rules that we want and live by we would rather they 
you already believe the narrative. You're already on your way. Because if they can get a revolution and completely unravel the Constitution and then build it up however they want, the very people that you're fighting against will be the people on top. The poor people are not going to win that fight. Billionaires have freaking rockets to go to the moon you know what i don't even believe in all this heaven and hell stuff anyway when we go we go and we go into the universe so none of this matters (laughs) none of it none of it the only thing that matters right now is that we have a guest and we've been ignoring her for probably the past 20 minutes (laughs) definitely (laughs) and this is a topic that is new to me is it new to you uh, um, well, I, yeah, I'm navigate. I'm very interested in the topic. As soon as I met them, I was, uh, I was, we, they need to be on the podcast. Yeah. Period. And we, we, we met last week, if I don't, if I recall correctly. Yeah, at a comedy show <laughs> that friends, our Venn diagram of people have overlapped. Uh, one of the first female alt scene comics that had moved out to portland and now she lives in la working on being a stunt woman and all that went on her first tour uh across country whereas i'm just trying to do regional here but um james they are also mutual friends with james allen since high school big a james and uh yes and actually they i think would also like to start presenting non-binary so i'll try to be better about they but i think it is important just because um the comedy styles are all different and uh i think that the respect for the position is still a thing in some places and i think that people in the knox comedy scene should know her name and know that she contributed to the building the scene that they can wait who are you talking about burn up. I'm, I'm getting confused the de- core okay. the headliner that they came okay. out to see i'm sorry <laughs> i'm sorry that you're confused but it actually makes sense <laughs> i didn't deviate well that's one thing that we're going to talk about today is the use of pronouns the use of using somebody's correct pronoun the one that they want to use now an english major would be like no no not correct, preferred. <laughs> but is it correct I'm, or preferred? I'm saying an English yeah. person. Yeah. Well, I'm actually going to cut in on that. I'm perfect. <laughs> to to say that my pro that uh, my preferred pronouns. Mm-hmm. That's saying that I've made a choice, or that somebody else that has different pronouns has made a choice. And so, honestly, English majors can go shove it up their butts <laughs> because it's very ableist and yeah. really just kind of like. What's that word? Um, snooty to go around. Oh my gosh. Um, because I love that you said that. I have so many people that are like, well, I just can't get past the English. I'm like, uh, well, uh, I'm sorry that you can't get past my fucking gender. But why don't you go like, and, and it's funny because we, it, it, it's so funny because partners that don't want their partners to know what gender they're hanging out with use they all the time. It's fucking easy for them. So, you know, it's, like, amazing that people really struggle sometimes. Oh, for, for example, they. like, your, your douchey-ass boyfriend, you know, says, hey, I'm going to go hang out with them tonight. And the girlfriend's like, oh, okay, she doesn't really know. She just assumes it means 
them. It, yeah. Or I'm going to hang out with my friends tonight. Oh, what are you guys doing? Oh, uh, we're just going to go, you know, um, they're, they're picking up some beer and we're going to go hang out. Like, it's really yeah. easy for people when they don't want to be specific to be unspecific. But then when it comes to, like, the gender of a person... Um, it's suddenly like, well, I can't call you that because it's out of, gra- gr- it's grammatically incorrect or, or it's really hard for me to call you they, because you have boobs, you know? <laughs> okay. Like... And this might be a stupid question. Uh, don't, it's not, nothing stupid. Nothing and by stupid. the way, I don't know that y'all ever actually said my name. No, we need to introduce <laughs> our guest. <laughs> but I'm so excited. That, that preferred thing is a really um, kind of a hot, uh, a hot topic for, for trans people and gender non-conforming people because they're not preferred. They are our pronouns. Perfect. Yeah. Got so they are the correct pronoun. So I was correct in my correctness. You are correct. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Once you introduce her. Technically. That we just met last week. But that's what but we deal with on Twitter. For a while. I know. I cannot believe I ran into you last week after like lurking. That is my life. Isn't that fun? <laughs> it is. how your touch and your reach and how many different people that you know traveling on. My husband says life. it all the time. He goes, it doesn't matter where we go. You will know someone there. Weird. Yeah. Too. Wait. Yeah. I hope you get to travel with me because it'll be really freaky how everywhere we go, how many people I know. Okay, I'm going to say a small story. This is how weird it is. When I worked for an armored car company, they sent me to New Jersey Mm -hmm. and we came out of the Philadelphia airport. Okay. So coming back home, stayed there a week, coming back home there. I'm just sitting there. I'm talking to my sister on the phone. I've got my earbuds in. There's a guy two seats down from me. And uh, they say someone overhead, so I take my ear pod out and I go, hello, can you t- please tell me what they said? And he goes, oh, it's just going to be like another 15 minutes or something. Great. Get on the plane. Go home. There was a king party that night. Oh, I'm sorry. There was a swingers party that night. <laughs> Get it right. Swingers like king party. That uh, I think we had it. It was a Club Libertine. If you remember Club Libertine. Yes. Do you remember Club Libertine? Mm -hmm. Yes. So, get in there. I'm signing in at the front desk. Who walks through that door? But that dude on the plane that I asked him what they said over the intercom. Is that not freaky? Awkward. I know. I looked at him. I just looked at him and I go, no fucking way. That's funny. And it was great. All right. So, now, please introduce yourself. Yes. Uh-oh. So, uh, my name is Jem, J-E-M, um, and my pronouns are they, them. I'm a non-binary uh, emotional alchemist and energy witch and licensed massage therapist and Reiki practitioner. So, a lot of the work that I do with people is getting um, in touch with their emotions. I have a really unique gift, and that is bringing up people's shadows i mirror their shadows back to them it's a really fun uh responsibility in this in this lifetime (laughs) can you explain that just a little bit what is a shadow what is someone's shadow so shadows are kind of like um so we live in a world right now and 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 this is part of my work uh being non-binary i heal the polarities i bring the polarities to the center and so we live in a world right now that's very much um black white good bad right wrong this that and um and it's just not that simple 
I am capable of just as much darkness as I am light. And it depends mm -hmm. on where I am on the spectrum that day, where my emotions are, how much self-care I have done, how much I've put into myself, how many relationships I have around me that support me and love me. Because um, I can easily shift into shadow side when I'm not grateful, when I'm angry, and my shadow side is um, like abandonment and like you know, victimhood and, um, you know, manipulation and, you know, just like try you know fear and we all have we all have those and so when you mirror um so part of uh part of my energy is i'm an energetic pot stirrer uh <laughs> it's it took me many years to figure that out um but um basically i'm a catalyst and i come into situations and my i don't, I don't know what's going to happen i don't know like whatever you're hiding in there, my energy will pull it up. I cannot predict what that is. And it is fun sometimes. And I used to think um, because of this is who I am, I used to think that everything was my fault and people, especially narcissists, love to tell me that things were my fault, especially that ex that we were talking about earlier. And um, and when I realized that it's, I'm actually just pulling up people's shadows, and if you don't have anything to hide, then you can be around me easily. Um, but if you are if you're suppressing all of this shit, it's going to come up, and you're going to think it's my fault because I'm the one you're looking at. But yeah. if you have unresolved yeah. shit, it's not my shit; it's your shit. And so, emotional alchemy is about helping people like reclaim their shit and live in it. Like you can, um, part part of my gift is being able to sit in uncomfortable, dark feelings and emotions without, like people, I'm a safe space for people to come and like share who they really are. Cause you can't heal until you can identify what's actually in there. It wasn't until I was able to admit, you guys were talking about being bad parents. Um, I'm a recovering abuser of my children. They, they don't live with me because I needed to get better and when i tried to get better i searched the internet for how to be how to how to get better from being an abuser and it and do it you said, care to elaborate a little bit on that and if yeah. it's uncomfortable no, please fine. but i want you to be i want you to be authentic and correct real. oh i am yeah. We I'm very, want, yeah again like you it's kind of weird because you're ha always having to create this space you're always having to be this space mm -hmm. so having to do that it's very hard to receive when mm -hmm. you have people with you yeah trying to do this and so we all have this weird although we're uh strong individuals we all have a little sub energy going and so because we are you know care about other people even if we don't care about other people we're kind of trained to pay attention to needs because a acts of service is our primary love language not mine are I, I don't know if you're talking about no me just or like you or, for like or, a lot of oh. subs a lot of people yeah. that are submissive in mm -hmm. wanting to you know depending on their lifestyle i'm yeah. saying not yeah, yeah, yeah. i wasn't sure if okay, i meant specific, you yeah. as all a right. general now we're going off also. so yeah yeah so what i i want you to elaborate on that um just because i have as a young mother mm -hmm. I had a really, really bad temper. Oh, I, I, I did too. Yeah, and it just and it stemmed from not knowing what to do, um, not being and really taught growing up the right things to do, mm -hmm. and I just I knew that I just wanted to do the opposite of what my mother did, 
and, and, and that's what I was listening to. I was listening to you guys talk about that. And that's what kind of made me think about it too, because my mom just wasn't involved. She was there physically, mm-hmm. but she was emotionally like, uh, I learned about attachment style a couple months ago and it kind of like blew my whole world up. Cause uh, you know, my dad was um, sometimes abusive and sometimes loving. And so it was disorganized attachment with him. And then my mom, I realized it was dismissive with her because she didn't want to be involved. And so yeah. when I, when my, you know, when I had my children, I was kind of doing the opposite of what my mom was, but I didn't realize um, until I actually learned about attachment styles um, a couple months ago and realized of what I was doing to my own kids and being angry and loving um, mm-hmm. at the same time. So, um, and, and this all I just learned recently, but the, uh, like I sent my daughter to live with uh, my dad when she was 11, which was not the greatest option because he's the one that abused me too, but I didn't have anybody to help me. Mm-hmm. And it was becoming volatile between her and I. She was by, you know, she was throwing things at me. I was throwing things at her. And a lot of it too, like this stems back to like, people don't Would talk about. Would this about, be your first child? Yeah. My daughter yeah. is my first. And then my son is my second. And, um, and a lot of people like don't talk about children that have been abused once they become adults. There's literally no help or guidance. And and I grew up in a military family too, so I didn't have any anybody outside of my family. And then I grew up in a really legalistic Christian home, so my only community was the church. And so, you know, I was doing all of these tools that I was taught and it wasn't working. Like my kids weren't listening. I couldn't do things on my own. And I know I understand a lot of things now that um, I was emotionally stunted, uh, you know, before I started on my healing journey a few years ago. Uh, emotionally, I was probably um, a teenager at, at trying to have children that were teenagers, yeah. like mm-hmm. almost teenagers. Yeah. It was, And, um, and uh, so two years ago, I was um, assaulted and I had a concussion and and started a self-love journey and like by giving myself that love and like reparenting myself like there were days where uh i would just have cheese and crackers and like watch tv because that's what my inner pup child needed and and it was through showing myself love in very simple ways that my mom didn't show me that i suddenly it was like kind of weird because in the last couple years i was suddenly able to start taking care of plants which i'd never Mm. been able to do that before I was suddenly able to start taking care of my cat. And I was like, well, shit, this is stuff I should have learned before I had children. I have a really <laughs> hard relationship with my first biological daughter. Yeah, it's kind of, it's not easy between mine and mine yeah. either. <laughs> and I'm just now seeing the errors that I've made. And now she's pregnant with her own child. I and am scared I'm, of that. Mine is almost 17. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah. she's, she's 26, so she's. Old enough to, you know, to, yes. And she's working through a lot too. Mm -hmm. And what I want to be able to do is to just heal myself first and then to go back to her and go, okay, what I did wrong, I am sorry. That, that's part of why I let go because, um, and so last year my ex-husband died and, uh, and his, uh, white, rich Southern family fought me in court, uh, over custody and they won ultimately, but they tried to use my kink and my, 
uh, being queer and being non-binary and trans. Like, they, they used everything, and they ended up getting him for my concussion. Well, apparently it worked. Yeah. I know. Yeah. So, you know, eventually, that's that's a whole... So what does that say about our court system? Oh, it's fucked up. Like, yeah. um, I couldn't even... And they call themselves allies. I'm like, listen, allies do not steal the children of trans parents. Let me just explain yeah. how that At works. <laughs> yeah. But Ever. So, segue. So, you know, like... Um, yeah, I'm just going to lay it out there. It's fine. Was it physical abuse or oh, yeah. was it... Okay. Sometimes it was emotional. Sometimes it was physical. When I was trying... And that's why I started smoking weed so heavily because I was trying to stop yeah. physically hurting them. And uh, and it wasn't really my son. It was more between me and my daughter. Mm-hmm. And then and then it became very verbally abusive because I was trying not to Do you remember those times? Them. Oh, yeah. But, um, because I've, I've been there... And yeah. it's just, it's just, you just in see In the red. moment, it, it takes in, you over. Yes, it In does. the moment, it takes you over. And then I'll calm down, and I felt like shit. And it was like a cycle. That's why I had to let her go. Uh, because that's not healthy for her, and it wasn't healthy for me. And I finally was, oh, that's what I was saying. I, I let them both go because I needed to get my shit straight. Because my time with them is kind of over. I'm not a parent to them anymore and what mm-hmm. i'm trying to do is get myself to the place that when they need me as a guide i'm there for them and i can actually help them because uh yeah like i don't remember any of my teenage years hardly i was like you know drugging until i was 25 you know um uh like i'm aware and uh adult now and and that's what I can be for them now. And and eventually, like my my son's dad is dead. Event my mom died last year too, and my daughter was close to my mom. And soon my dad will be dead. Well, I don't know. I don't know if soon, but eventually my dad will die. <laughs> and um and both of them, me and my son are really really close right now. Uh, but eventually, you know, my daughter will will need me too. And and I want to be able to be there for them at that time because I can't change the past. I'm not going to right. try anymore. Um, everybody, uh, in my life from that time cannot release the version of me that I was at that time. And so I just had to cut everything. I cut everybody, cut everything, cut even the, the role and idea that I was my kid's parents, my parent, their parent, cause that role is over. It's, it's over and it's time to, like you were saying, look to the future. So Whew. do you have a hard relationship with your daughter um first actually no but there i know she I, sounds I'm like perfect. a gem to me i'm freaking perfect no <laughs> it is not like that at all i was not perfect she is a gem to me though who sarah yeah i, I love my <laughs> child yes but that wasn't my path to start or mm-hmm. the path that i had for myself and i kind of stumbled in to the I never wanted the marriage and the I didn't either picket fence and all that kind of stuff yeah and so um I also did this later I don't know how old you were when you had your I was kids and got married one um she was at she was a one-night stand on St. Patrick's Day okay and so you know so <laughs> I'm not laughing but our stories are similar <laughs> right. it happens. so you know. like Jen and I were discussing before that um you know, we're six years apart. Mm. And so think of that just high school years. How different are you from seventh and eighth grade to when you go into ninth grade at school? 
and I don't remember a lot, but I but I know what or the mean. steps yeah. in maturing. Yeah. So nobody, everybody wants to black out high school. It was freaking miserable. But there is, and especially yeah. if you've had children and you see the steps that they go to and mature in maturity. All right, you have kids that are your age having children or being at that age yeah. having children, right? Right. Still. Um, which is not a bad thing. It's just they're grown now. You feel that because this is the time you had to grow up. You had to be a mom. You know what I mean? Yes. And I know that the first two did not have the same experience that the last ones do either because you learn and you evolve. You're going to make a lot of mistakes. I made a lot of mistakes, but I had a different wealth of experience. Mm-hmm. Then, then I was the horrible kid growing up for my mom. My mom was the, I'm trying to keep it together. Mm-hmm. And you were the hell raiser. together. And I was, yeah, the, who do you think you are? Because I didn't get her experience. And then, but she very much was uh, the matriarch of the house and a powerful one at Mm -hmm. that and it was very pro and I didn't know this actually until oddly a TikTok and then I had to look it up which it's weird because I don't dig you know TikToks making me have to do extracurricular work but they were talking about Quakers which is wild because my natural father was a Quaker and so it makes I know it's just gets weirder. I have a I have a very TikTok weird is, history. You know, it's but it's an encyclopedia right now. So this girl who had the TikTok is talking, you know, because people are talking about Amish people and they are not on there but Quakers can be but women were always revered in Quaker in the Quaker religion. They're top tier. Mm-hmm. And so um that worked at the time for my she was very overbearing she was very much yeah a woman's lib first first gen gloria steinem i am woman hear me roar well that's second gen i guess i don't care whoever it is you could do whatever you wanted to do and that's why i never wanted the family so it was like my rebellion came by being counterculture when they're trying to you know do get the american dream well and and that kind of brings me to and this definitely took a different turn than i thought that this was going to go (laughs) but um you know that that brings me to um like part of what i've learned in my journey uh, a big part of my work is human design and we can do a thing on that Mm -hmm. some other time but um my profile in human design is a 4-1 profile and it's actually a hermaphrodite profile i'm i'm neither this or that but i've i've been told i was a girl my whole life and so um then trying to force myself into these girl roles that i'm supposed to perform at and i'm not I'm not meant to do that. I'm not actually female. Those actually weren't my roles. I am very much um, ungendered. And, and so like that, that I think really, and then also queer as hell. Like I had all of these societal like expectations and, you know, religious expectations that I was trying to fall into and, and trying to be, and, and I was unhappy and I hated it. And that expressed out into the way, like I loved love i still love but i loved my children at that time too um but uh uh to i still am 
I still don't have a, a lot of words for these things, but a lot of people that have been suppressed their whole lives um, in their gender identity uh, maybe can relate to, like, now that I can buy, finally be myself, I just feel calm, calmer. Like, I'm different. Yes, you've grown and you've yeah. evolved. Yeah. And our goal as parents, regardless to when it happens, when it happens, whether it's by choice or whether not, and you just wrapped up in the role, regardless to what it is, it is to raise your children to self-sufficiency <laughs> and the age of adult consent where they're responsible for their actions without major incident. You know, you're supposed to teach them. They should be able to basically care for themselves just like if you were a bird in the wild or, you right. know, you're going to teach your animal to survive, you teach it survival skills, like at least how to make basic food. You should. And that's just an opinion, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. I could be wrong. Everybody has their own My thing. My daughter's actually a great cook. <laughs> but I think if She's you... She's really good. And I, because part of it is teaching radical self-reliance. Mm -hmm. This is These are principles that I think everybody can get behind. You want people to be able to ultimately take care of themselves. That's what we, that's why we teach children how to eat with their hand, you know, with utensils and, mm -hmm. you know, to there's responsibilities as a human that if you can teach them each step as they go along, they become an automatic process of just things to do as hygiene. You don't have to tell them if, Society in general demands that they wear clothing. They should know how to dress themselves so that they can get ready for a day. Basics. We can't just let everybody run around and be wild. Now you can create happiness is a choice that people make regardless. I know it seems like, oh, I should always be happy, but now, you're not happy. Being an emotional alchemist, I really am against the belief that everything should be happy. It should not. It should not be happy. For the people in your you life be joyous. that you love, correct. If you love someone and one of the ways that you go, wow, I want to help them be happier, then you as a person, if you choose, can create circumstances for happiness. For the other person, you mean? For anyone. Happiness is circumstantial. So for me, now this is where um, some of the ways that I live life are, are really radical. Um, I'm I'm very uh, big into personal responsibility. I create situations. Now, this is where I shift into my shadow self sometimes because I am a bit of a people pleaser. But And, and that's why I shift to the other side. And I create circumstances that make me happy. And then I choose people that I want to come into those circumstances with me to enjoy that joy with me. And if they come into my circumstance with me and they don't, and I don't feel good because in human design, I'm a quad right cognition, which basically means I'm literally a sponge. I used to think um, that what I put into the world mattered and it doesn't, it matters what people pull from me. So basically garbage in garbage out for me literally who I spend my time with, I will express. So if I don't like how I feel around someone, I'm not going to have them around me. Personal responsibility is really important to me. I'm not going to carry you. If you say, hey, I would like some affirmation from you because that would make me feel really good. I can then choose to be like, yeah, I would really like to make you feel good in this moment and I'm going to give you affirmation. But I will not 
set up like these traps um, or these like, you know, um, bubbles and hoping that people will be happy because it's very much um, my joy at being a sacral being in human design. I have a defined sacral. Um, so I'm a generator type. And what my job in the world to do is to do what lights me up because sacral beings in human design are the ones that create and provide the sacral energy for the rest of the world. If we're not doing what lights us up, we don't start that sacral energy and then nobody else has that energy to feed off of either. Right. So I don't do things for people anymore. I do what makes me feel good. Yeah, there you go. Mm. That's that's cool. I didn't that's very good. I have I don't want to like add to that to try to <laughs> overshadow or make it something mine. Here was my dumb question. That's awesome. <laughs> But I don't want it to seem like I disagree. I don't disagree at no, all. No, it's a different uh, view. It's a different mindset and viewpoint that you've likely never heard before. And it's 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 different. It takes time because it feels selfish. We have been trained as women because I was trained as a woman for 38 years. Um, we, we were tra- we've been trained to cater to other people, to notice what they need, to give them what will make them happy because that's our job as women, right? Well, you don't think there's any biology to that at all? I don't know that for sure, because I do believe that I'm an ungendered entity driving a femme vehicle. So, but um, in looking at it through a human design framework, um, sacral beings, now not everybody has a defined sacral. They're the ones that take in sacral energy and amplify it and, and they get the bursts of energy. But those of us that have the define sacral and always have sacral energy we're meant to procreate part of that sacral is to is for procreation i don't have that particular channel i know you guys have no idea what i'm talking about i actually do follow you completely i get what you're talking about so yeah i get exactly where you're going i was um so it's not so much gendered anymore as it is energetic some men cis men can have the same procreation gene and just because they don't have a womb doesn't mean that they're not looking for the womb that they can procreate with. Right. So right. so that's what I mean by the un- yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what I mean by ungendering thing. It's it's not just we've been trained as women that we're the ones that are supposed to care. But there are some cis men that are more ca- I'm not super nurturing. I can choose to be nurturing, but it is not ingrained in me because I'm a woman and i've held a lot of guilt and shame my whole life because it's not natural for me and i've had to create that and make it up and it doesn't feel good all the time because it's not my natural thing i am a catalyst i shit i stir shit up i'm not i I nurture sometimes 30 percent of the time maybe (laughs) yeah it sucks and when you've been raised in an environment of shame and with an environment of uh, specific roles, which a lot of people have, and a lot of people in the military have. Yes. So having had a strong alpha female mm-hmm. who, you know, I am not, by today's standards, would be extremely abusive, but for me... Uh, it was a normal. Uh, well, it was. I mean, it, it wasn't abusive i think abusive because of the you know just how i'm bent Uh, you just don't come home you know a long time ago you know they just come home and beat the fuck out of you 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 know what i'm saying kind of uh and women 
like every like you weren't meek and mild and they had to beat that into you every corporal <laughs> punishment i got literally was because nothing else that they could do nothing else worked made a difference at yeah. all and actually i stopped getting work? spanked well <laughs> up until i told well my dad when i was about 7 because I, I, you know, I liked it. And, yeah, yeah, it never it worked on me. It made him very uncomfortable. No. And then my mom, yeah, so he was like, I am never, bleh. he he checked out completely. You did reverse like, psychology. And was like, my dad was like, oh, um, nope, I'm not even. And then it was completely ignored us forever, which was also, he had his own things. He was a burn victim, a lot of anxiety. I had a lot of energy in my house. But yes, my mom was, if you don't listen, you have to feel and I will beat you into submission. You will do as I say. But it was presented in a way, just like in a BDSM lifestyle, that all you have to do is what I say and everything is good. Well, I, I literally was like, but I can clearly see that this is fucked up this whole environment (laughs) and whatever plus i was a middle child who was supposed to be the peacekeeper i was for the most part i was kind of nerdy i like to read a lot whatever but i was just like fuck you i see through you you don't know any more about this than i do but yet i idolized her in a weird way so we had the really volatile relationship where my brother and sister could scoot by without having Mm. to deal so i got to always be the bad one but in this the suicide, the attempted suicide at 14. See, the things that I did at 14 were, yes, drugs, you know, sex, drugs, rock and roll, uh, try to kill myself efficiently so bad so that instead of just a couple-day Baker Act and release you, I had to be there for six weeks and go through all kinds of programs and all of this stuff. And then part of it was, you know, the fam was supposed to come for counseling, so... My mom had to basically threaten my father to even come to get me out. And, and see, I want to. That's I. I want to. I want to cut in. And, I would emotionally blackmail everybody. I had a lot of well, therapy you keep I had to go through. Yourself bad, but I, you're no, not I'm, fucking bad. I am definitely not. It's just a narrative that has yeah. seemed to work itself through the family. Yeah. However, what my mom had some beautiful advice. And because we had to go through all of that by the time I had children, I was a much better mom because my mom and I were able to make peace with everybody's behavior. Like you were wrong in doing this. Yeah. I, you know, because I had the therapy to be, I had the resources to be able to use words to communicate where they could understand what I am saying. I'm really wondering and if you're where a you manifester are. in human design because it just that it there's a about lot right. and we're coming a to whole lot of the things. head and it's mm-hmm. time for my ascension this year. I Ooh, thought it was gonna be last year, but maybe it was supposed to be for me to be quiet and not be political because I have a lot of things, but it isn't about the politics and right. that's where I'm done because it's about the freedom, individual yes. freedom, and I'm a burner, and it's about creating a better community, a better world of us living together and being able to coexist. And mm-hmm. what's odd is that the original weavers 
that came over here, their intent was not to colonize all of America <coughs> and to be a bunch of shitheads. <laughs> that the people that originally came were not I mean, it was for religious freedom and we'll get whatever uh interpretation of that and whatever whitewashed whatever history thing is but they live peaceably with the natives here for a long time before they decided hey i want a piece i want a piece i want a piece mm-hmm. i want a piece but originally the people that came here came to get away from the class society the caste society right. having governments and people conquering everybody and trying to do all this we you know we wanted to have our communities and our little townships and uh be a damn disney movie come to life that's what they were looking for to pursue their dreams however they may be in you know but no can't have nice things now we got to burn us at the fucking state because you you know might have things burn it all to the ground but it was going well you know, because they didn't fear women until we start showing the power on their level. We've and, always had and the power. They've always come to us. Always. To, always. People have always come to femme-bodied humans for some semblance of witchy, like, dark power. Not even, no, not even the dark power. All That's the good my, power. All the power. energy. That's what my TikTok was about today. I didn't see it. We'll have oh, to my see God. It. So, Rick and Morty. Yeah, say what you will, but I love, I love it. I love, I, love, I love that your enlightenment, though, always, and it's true. It is. It With is. my conspiracy I, I do, theory stuff, what I love is I'm like, okay, I'm going to look at, you know, I'm talking Carl Sagan. I've named my, uh, this tour for a Carl Sagan quote, but go ahead. Rick and Morty. Rick and Morty. There's a scene where giant sperm are, you know, taking over the <laughs> the world. Mm-hmm. And the president's like, you know, okay, what, you know, who's got an idea? What do we do? And the female, the teenager, Summer, says, what do sperm like the most? And they're like, what? Eggs. So we just mm-hmm. re- create a giant egg. So then the scientist in the back room <laughs> goes, wait. Sperm are hunters, and what do they hunt? They hunt eggs. Yes. So if we make this giant egg, so she's right there, mm-hmm. and in the same breath, he takes her idea. Yes. And uh, her mom comes up to her and says, you just became a woman today. Because- <laughs> yes. So you're right. They have come to females forever with the answers, mm-hmm. and then they ended up just stealing their ideas and profiting off of them anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, this is why my ascension in both comedy, why I love the, the tour idea that I have, why I am so happy that the path that I have taken and all of the moves that I have made or not made mm-hmm. have been for this particular year because I get to empower people, not just women, but I get to empower people who deserve a shot to have an audience or to be heard or that have worked really hard and i know that they're not going to get booked in clubs they're not going to be the next thing or whatever but that's pretty cool because as radical self-reliance i can just put on the show i produce the whole show yeah you gotta say bitch please jim yeah i'm sorry (laughs) 
Well, and that that's, um, I feel like I do something really similar um, in empowering people to own their emotions. Yes. And and so, like, I feel like we um, really look at people and, that, like, you really want to give people a voice also. Just mm-hmm. you want to give them a voice on stage to, and, it, and it's an ex, and it's an expression in the same way that um, expressing emotions is. And, and in a sense, it is what you're doing is emotional alchemy and providing these people a space to do their um, to do their bits, which are usually really emotional for them in some senses. Yes, and if I do my craft properly, I will also be able to weave healing perspective exactly on the fact that we are more take sexuality out of it. A, that's the fear in the terminology right now. Mm-hmm. This is part of the issue with fear but we're you know they can this is bdsm culture as well if you, they can villainize it and make you fear it fear grows at yeah. oh, a they, much bigger rate and it's way easier to <clears throat> manipulate yeah my ex-husband's family tried real effing hard in court to villainize bdsm and i had mm-hmm. to like talk, get up on the stand and talk about all that shit in front of the judge and and front of everybody in that courtroom and uh and the judge ultimate was like like if if they're not doing it in front of their kid then you can't say anything about it because yes. there's nothing fucking wrong with it but again they want to make that link to extreme deviant behavior exactly. because they can control mm-hmm. your reaction to you this is why it's this very podcast mm-hmm. yes and when you expose it for what it is and educate people for what it is which may not be everyone's job to educate that's why you have people who feel like you were like you know what we need a podcast about this about women who have raised children who are normal women who do things in their community who help the pta who help the churches but we just like the drag community every once in a while yes and i have a different idea but yet i'm sorry i believe 100 percent in enthusiastic consent me too you know effing for real uh i can't wait to come back and talk to y'all about consent yes that's a huge thing and we have had a (laughs) we've had several shows about but we keep that and people are gonna mess up sometimes about things regardless Mm -hmm. but it's how you respond in that moment that makes the person you are it yes and not just the response how you respond but how you take responsibility for that that. and anyone that is consistently um screwing up and promising you that they will change and they have the best way to of saying everything but they don't you know if it's always a grand expression they're never going to change the- well, and sometimes it's not even the grand expressions. It's the it's the lack of response to certain things that also is just as impactful. Now, that's even more so because yeah. that's literally not taking any responsibility. It's not taking for any, anything. And it's even a bit done. gaslighty because yes. if they just never respond and they pretend it's not even a thing, you're wondering, like, am I crazy? Like, well, why especially am I if they know things? that that's a problem, you yeah. have to let a person Ooh, I've, know I've been guilty. Of that's that. a problem well, in the past. Of, in the past. Oh yeah. We all have if, yes. growing. And if some, like for me, and, and this is again, personal responsibility, I know what I am capable of, 
But if somebody has not earned that energy from me, I don't owe them anything. Everything I do is a choice. If I choose to share somebody something with somebody, then then that is coming like from me authentically. But I don't have to tell anybody anything. If I want them to know what's going on inside of me, otherwise they can sit there with their own narratives of me and be happy with whatever they've created. Well, yeah, we are all villains in someone else's oh, story. for sure. <laughs> Every single one of us. What was rock bottom for you? I need a, I've had many of those over my lifetime. I need some, a little bit of uh When did you know that you were non-binary? And, oh, shit. and is all that tied together? Yeah, actually. This, this shit's crazy. So in... October, November-ish of 2019, I had a, an Akashic reading, um, which uh, the Akashic Records... Yes, you're going to have to yes, explain what that I will. is. The, uh, the Akashic Records are supposedly records of every past, present, and future thing that any of us will ever do in any dimension, and these are, records are supposedly held in the lost city of Atlantis. Okay. So I had an Akashic reading and um, she went through several of my past lifetimes, but then she came to my current lifetime. And I wasn't sure um, at this time, I didn't believe in Christianity anymore. And I'm exploring and trying to see what is real. So, you know, I'm listening, past life stuff, cool, interesting. She gets to my current life and she goes, sorry, at age five years and seven months, you took on a spirit of negativity around your sexual organs. I'm like, bitch, what? I don't have many memories from childhood, but I remember age five years and seven months in Beeville, Texas, in this old house on base where my dad led me to Christ. Mm. Okay. Led you to Christ as accepting the, Jesus into my heart at five yeah. years old. I now, when when she told me that, I was like, first of all, and it, it never occurred to me, but who in their right mind guides their child into accepting some spirit? You need to be at an age of accountability before you do that shit. Because if you do it incorrectly, because I do very much believe that I did accept a spirit of shame. And negativity around my sexual organs because once she cleared that up in uh, late 2019. Did you go to church when you were little? Oh, yeah. I went to church religiously okay, so almost my whole life. I agree with you. And, oh, my gosh. So you've seen. That's you, a you whole nother. It, it is. So you've seen it after every service. It's, it's like, bullshit. It's come down. Mm -hmm. If you want Jesus in your heart. If you want God to guide you, come down here right now. It's we'll pray with so you. It's so fucked up and manipulative. Right now. It is. It, you get caught up into, yeah. even as a child, you're like, oh my gosh, I'm getting all this attention. Everybody's so looking at me. fear and shame too. Yeah. Like, oh my God, I don't want to go to hell. Oh my God, I'm not such a bad yeah, person. Yeah, that too. But then, so late 2019, she cleared that spirit or that, that, um, that entity. And then in February. Yeah, because that wasn't Jesus. Yeah. And then in February is when I discovered um, I had already been doing human design for about a year. And then I just um, I learned more about the quad right cognition in February and discovered I was I was non-binary. I, I sat there and I started wondering, how do I feel when I'm alone and not in anybody's energy? Because quad right, I express who I'm around. So I started thinking, how do I feel when I'm alone? I was like, holy shit. I feel ungendered. I feel nothing. If I want to be, get turned on, I find a guy to text and, and get it spicy so I can get turned on in, in, in a way. Because 
um, and that like changed my whole life. I was like, and so I started paying attention because I, I used to not interact with people that didn't make me feel like a girl. If I didn't feel like a girl, who was I? Right. So I started paying attention after that to, to different people and how different people made me feel. Some people made me feel a little a, a toppy and a, a mass kind of energy. Some people made me feel very, very small and very girly. Some people made me feel um, like a healer. That's why, that's why I call myself a healer and a whore because I have two, um, uh, like I'm not male or female. I, I have these roles that I am to people. Um, like different parts of me that need different energies. And um, and so that's when I discovered um, I was non-binary. And let me tell you the amount of power that I called back into myself when I realized I choose what someone pulls from me by choosing who I allow into my life. So if I want to feel girly, I go call up one of my um, cis male doms that, uh, that I want to get tied up and feel like, you know, a little a little girl. Or I find a handler if I want to feel like the inner child pup of me. Or I go to work if I want to feel the healer part of me. Like, I have control. I ask a femme girl to on a date if I want to feel non-binary. Or, you know, like, I have control now over, over, over how I feel. And that mm. was so empowering. And that's what I really want to bring people. I don't care if you're a girl. I don't care if you're a boy. I don't care if you're somewhere in between. I just want you to intentionally choose that for yourself and know why. Like, why are you a female? Because everybody told you that you are or because you want to be? Like, these, these are the things that I want to start, um, um, the questions that I want people to start asking. Like, be intentional. Why are you in that relationship with that person? What do they make you feel? Are you happy? If you're not, change. It's not so easy, though. I mean, it's easy for when you say that. It is not so and easy, but I have lost and walked away from everybody in my and life. And it is. It's the amount of work that you It is a lot it. of fucking work. I will not lie. It's not easy, but it is simple. It is a choice. Like, people are like, but I'm stuck with my kids. And I'm like, but you're not. I thought I was stuck with my kids, too. And it's not the outcome that I wanted. But I feel more free now than I have ever felt. And it's funny. I was looking through old journals as I was moving the 15th time this year from when my daughter was first born. So almost 17 years ago. And it was when I was a really strong Christian still. And it was a prayer journal. And I was praying to God to help me feel free. And a couple of years ago, I started really hard manifesting as I was getting into witchcraft and, um, and, and Slavic witchcraft and, and witchcraft and paganism. Uh, I started manifesting to feel free and then my ex-husband died and then my mom died and then I started this custody battle. It's like literally the universe was like, you want to be free? I will make you free. But let me tell you what, it is not easy to let go of things that I know that were not, that, that, that were keeping me boxed in. And it was a choice. I could have, I could have chosen differently, but I didn't. I did fight for my son, um, for custody of my son, because that's not how I want that to go. Right. right. <laughs> that was yeah. not my choice, but the universe arranged that. And, and I'm happy now in a weird way. Like, I, I feel more myself. I feel like this was the life that I was supposed to lead. So. Yeah. Can we take a break? 
Yeah, I mean, we I can do pee. whatever we want. I gotta pee. Yeah, and pack yeah. another bowl. Pee How do y'all too. feel? Is this like bad or is it? No, like no. It's great. We, I love it. Here's the thing. Um, I, I know I'm always here's the thing. <laughs> we do what? Yeah, we may. I mean, we'll see. And um, the uh, what's wild is are the emotions that you felt. I felt as a child. Um, when I matured early. So, but I was a tomboy. Some people say uh, today that I love it would that you be had a strong mom. gender dysmorphia yeah. or whatever, but I would I have, I didn't. I just, all I knew is that my brother got to do cooler things. I was very See, you were mechanically gendered. inclined. Yeah. No, it, you were always gendered. I was born a female. He was a male, but my mom let you do whatever. Everyone in my house yeah. said, okay, whatever you want to, you know, if I, and I see, never that, played with dolls. My younger sister did. She's a cop. That made, uh, You know, she's that extremely, the uh, extremely, that's what I'm saying. I've been waiting for the world to catch up to me. So you've been for I'm, a long time. Yeah. And when I would try to explain these things, if I try, okay, for instance, it's hard for me to sit and hear how I'm a hairdresser as well. All oh, right. Cool. So just so who I am. Mm -hmm. My mom, very poor, like I said, had uh, did not have a negative history with people of color. All right. She had a negative history with her poor family mm -hmm. that was white. You know, uh, my grandmother, single mom. Uh, she did have a person that she was with or whatever, but uh, my mother was married off at 15. My uh, uh, aunt, 13. Wow. I have another aunt. I don't know how long, and I have always suspected that she may have been uh, my mom's actual mother, but I don't know. Uh, but my grandmother lived with us, so we always live with multi-generational families. And, mm. and and I believe that's actually really helpful. Yeah. My father really helped helpful. raise my children because my mom died, yeah. but he happened to be my stepfather who had adopted me, mm -hmm. and he had his own children. Mm -hmm. You know, he had six of his own children. And anyway, they were married for 30 years. But my... Really? Yes. But I'm listening. But he was a great uh, role model. Please go. I, I, I got very, I had a very fortunate parenting system, even though I had some fucked up things happen because yeah. I had a strong person to balance I, the mm, fucked up person. Yeah. Because my dad's strong, but he's emotionally abusive. Yes. And also when military, they like structure, they've been trained and reprogrammed that their life is better, which is also why it's good to voluntarily teach your children as they go just in general I'm, I'm not saying how to parent style but if you teach them to take care of themselves in their environment as they're growing up where That's it becomes a thing my daughter was in Montessori so. right she I'm sure you've done the same make them self-sufficient yeah. then if you're used to seeing your children have a tidy space no my daughter is a creative Right. Mine. Listen, Woo! I'm a creative, so I allowed them to do whatever they wanted to do. Yeah. I think that the drawback from that was, go ahead. Okay. I should have had more structure 
so that we, I could have had a better barometer about their mental health. You want to talk about my rock bottom? It was when I was assaulted by the dom I was with. That and the yes. work that I had to do to get out of that. Yes. Well, that's what we want that's, to talk about. Let's that's what we it. want to talk about. Like, as, as angry as I feel at him, I, I'm starting to believe that he just isn't capable of this kind of awareness and insight. And so it doesn't, it doesn't make it right. It doesn't make, it doesn't, yeah. it doesn't mean that he isn't manipulative and fucked up. It just means that it doesn't matter how much I yell at him to show up for me and like work this out. He doesn't have the skill set. He, he cannot, cannot, he do cannot it. do it. Exactly. He can't. And so what am I going to do? Be pissed at him you for, just for not go. being able to do something because he is emotionally um, incapable of it. I have to tell you though. We're backing up just a second yeah. from okay, what you said a little bit ago when you were um, talking about as non-binary that you realized uh, when you're uh, hermorphodite. Her say it right. Um, hold on for hermaphrodite. Hermaphrodite. The hermaphrodite profile. Yes, and then they actually there is a new terminology for that. Oh, yeah. Okay, so that word is actually used within the human design world, and I did not Correct. know that there was another word for it. I don't remember what it is, which is... Okay, I'll look into that. Nuts. However, mm -hmm. uh, I got called into the pastor's office when I was a, a, a youth um, servant, I like to say, <laughs> uh, because I suggested to seventh graders not thinking about it i just blurted it out uh when they were talking about angels that they might have actually not necessarily been male but they may have had both organs i actually sets of genitalia believe that they're both and that's and so um i got called into the pastor's office a lot a lot because i uh mm. I went into this as an adult, though, which is interesting, because I don't think kids can even consent to that, even though it's Jesus. They I fucking can't. The, if God, the God, the Christian God. How do they even God, know it's Jesus? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. The Christian God. First of all, if if this is the case, like we've talked about before, whatever we talk about, faith-wise, how that's designed, you don't think he has you? He's got you. And that'll be when you consent, when you choose him. That's why we have free will, even with the setup as Bible. Yep. You have the choice. And until you are to the prayer of consent, whatever gods you are supposed to serve, but if the God of Jesus, they already have you. You're covered. Do not make your children... You're covered if well, that if you're a Christian and it's your belief until your children say, you know what, I really want. They need to be of the I, age of account. I want to. I really want Jesus in my because otherwise, literally, you could be giving a benevolent spirit anything enter, and permission to enter and take over your child and to live there because it's crazy. They want to live there. It's crazy because I legitimately have suffered shame around my sexual organs my whole life. I didn't even know I was queer and until I watched is... that um, Hannah Gadsby Nanette uh, oh, yeah. uh, thing. And I was like, holy shit. 
I think I have internalized homophobia and I am actually queer. I started thinking about the porn that I watched when I was young because I was like, it was heterosexual. I don't understand. How did I not know I was queer? But I chose that porn for the women. I didn't care about the dick in there. I was like, oh, hmm. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I guess I am queer. And, and And it is really like damaging to... It, it was it was just crazy. It was crazy all of the shame that I had around uh, myself. So I, I I can't not believe it. And and when I discovered this and cleared it, I told God I was like, look, because my life was built on Christianity, everything, my whole foundation. And I I told God I was like, look, if you're real, you're gonna have to reach me in any other way but through Jesus. I don't give a fuck what the Bible says. And He has. We're whatever it is. Well, later, later, (laughs) what, what you'll see eventually, which I hope that you see, because I think that there's a reason we connected and it, and even Jen sitting here, because this is important regardless, because I've made no qualms about uh, following Jesus. Mm -hmm. I don't call myself a Christian and I don't want to freak you out. And I was pagan before I came to Christ. I didn't grow Mm -hmm. up, you know. Jesus, Jesus, everything, you know, at all. And uh, the Jesus that is in the churches is not the real Jesus. It's not our Jesus. It's not, I mean, it's not God's Jesus. And and here's the deal. Follow what you really think. Follow what you really think. But remember that in the interpretation, follow that spirit because we're talking about having spirits so when you are for real consenting to open up that you accept jesus i honestly legit probably will never do that well no jesus has like lost his place in my life if you ever (laughs) if you ever did it would be a different uh and i'm asking because jesus himself was for women now but i'm not a woman around him well for people (laughs) for people but Back in the day when and I, I believe in Jesus, to try to take the power I, I, away. I believe in Jesus, and I believe that He is a prophet, and I believe that He um, is very powerful, just like a lot of other people on this earth. But I do not believe that He is the only way. Yeah, I, I think don't that agree Christians with that are fucked up. I think that they are misogynistic. I think that it's fear-based that they create all of these little containers around fear, like. How different would my life have been had I not been taught that my very innate gifts of psychic abilities were not evil and wrong? How different would I have loved myself if if I was allowed to be in touch with my energy? How different would my life have been had I been allowed to explore being ungendered? See, that's that's what makes me sad it's very sad you know completely because because i've had not like my my hairdresser who has been doing my hair and i've been doing her website for seven years is a strong christian and i love her and she loves me but i will never ever like um uh people do not understand like how damaging yeah that christianity was to me oh no i see how damaging it is to all kinds of Uh, all kinds of people and i can't speak for everyone uh, yeah 
the love okay the, i have more love see, now than i ever did as a christian that's confusing uh, it's sad it's sad but that's the truth <laughs> the christian army is the only army that i know that kills or wounded when yeah. when the very place that you're supposed to go to worship the christian god is supposed to be a hospital for your soul and it's not yeah because it's manipulated by men to uh because they're rich. fucking scared. It's like, yes. and it's amazing. All starting to unravel. Yes, it is finally. amazing. It is because people are calling things out now. If you have a real faith, do you know how many Catholic churches have been burned down in you know, Canada? Oh, I didn't know that. This just in the matter of months. Do you know? Yeah, we've got a lot of fifteen stuff to eighteen. I don't shit. know the number right now, but they're burning down them Catholic. Catholic churches left yeah, and right. Because when we're talking about even Bezos and regular billionaires and billionaires all over the world or whatever, the Catholic Church alone is sitting on the largest mm-hmm. money chest. Ugh, period. It's gross. And when you're talking about paying restitution to people, you want to talk about, about the hidden, disgusting deeds how, of men. Yes. <laughs> or how about doing what Jesus said about uh, providing for your poor? That's and, what I was going to say locally. Uh, doing what, if you want to see a person that actually believes their belief mm-hmm. does not browbeat you until you have to believe this belief. Yeah. And I used to be very like afraid to even talk about Christianity. Sorry. Yeah. No. Because I, I honestly couldn't get, uh, I've seen my sacral energy activate for something I really believe like uh, in the last couple of years. And I'd never felt that before. So yes. that tells me that whatever Christianity is, I'm not saying that Jesus isn't real because I've had guides come to me. Like one of my souls of origin is Tamar from the Bible. She was the one that tricked Elijah into mm-hmm. having sex with her because he, he wouldn't give her the last son. Mm-hmm. She's fucking powerful. Yes. Um, she's one of my souls of origin. I believe that um, I have connections to Mary Magdalene. I know that the biblical times are true and real. Yes. But the way that they have been created in the Bible, I do not believe because you know why? Because nothing in me lights up. I have seen my inner energy light up to truth. I know that whatever's happening in the Christian faith and in, in this Bible, it's not truth. It is not truth. I know that there's truth. Can you in give Christianity me an example somewhere. of truth? What makes you light up as mm. truth? I know, and I know I'm taking. I know I'm taking things very literal, but that's the kind of person that I am. Well, no, yeah, she's it is agnostic, so no, no, she doesn't believe yeah. in any. I mean, she's. I'm, I don't know. I'm not gonna say that. I'm not. She, I'm not right. arrogant enough to say I that I know. I don't that's feel an agnostic person. I don't that's feel perfect. upset by how you asked at all. I think you're tr- you're curious. That's what I feel from you. Yeah, I don't yeah. think any of our energy is combative or no. that you're terrible no. or no, whatever. No. Um, so like something that lights me up, a truth that lights me up. Mm. And remember, I'm a sacral being, so I feel this a little bit differently than maybe somebody else will. It like gives me all warm and fuzzy tinglys when i was talking to you um just a moment ago before we took that break did you feel those feelings between us or or i I don't know if you actually feel energy in the way i do and that's okay Mm -hmm. if you do not i'm also very hot oh so (laughs) we're all so i do i do take 
We're all three. I'm stoned. used to being in this. Um, yeah, I take a You're lot teaching. of it. I take a lot of it in, but you will not see it. That's on my okay. Face. But you, so you felt. Um, I felt uh, an energetic exchange between us, a connection when I was explaining that to you. I felt mm. it like in my gut. Does that does that make sense? Yes. Um, did uh, did you feel like the emotion in that uh, that connection with you? Yes. That is those are things that light me up when I am working on someone uh, in a massage sense and or an emotional alchemy sense, and I go over a part in their back, and my intuition pulls up a memory of theirs, and I ask them about it, and they talk about it, and they take a big deep breath and release it. See. <laughs> We're high. Okay. Okay. So I'm going to shift gears what a little bit. What excites her is both of you oh, have, have right. been pregnant. Okay. You know what they call the quickening or when you first feel that baby flutter in your stomach? Well, it actually... She it feels your emotional umbilical cord between the two of you. It's, it's and it excites similar. The, I'm trying that, to yeah. simplify oh, I what know. you're yeah. saying. And it's I'm also like speaking, getting turned on. A, yeah. a sacral, sacral light up. Like, I actually thought I was turned on my whole life by a lot of things. And I'm realizing I'm just excited. It's my sacral being lit up. And that's why I take time now with especially new people, usually... I'm getting better at it. Take time with someone to let that settle and see if I actually am sexually attracted to them or if they just light me up. Because it's like, um, it's just like this feeling, like it just. You get that tingly connection. Like you lean towards it, like things that you want. Your energy is very attractive and it's like a pheromone attraction that is i don't feel that inside okay. i get i get okay. your energy and the emotion I think you and feel by it. the way i yeah. wasn't trying to get you to come back to or come to jesus or anything like that oh, not I at know. all mm. i had never known jesus i was introduced to him but i, I had sometimes wish that i didn't have all of that i hate that him. yes yes <laughs> because because it is 100 percent uh i mean it just and i sucks. can relate to her in that sense i was saved young when i was eight yeah oh yeah and you could just got that that I can remember it to this day. It's I wasn't weird. I wasn't getting enough attention at home. Yeah. You know, I was the oldest, so a lot of shit was like tried out on me and stuff. So, when you Do you need do you want some more? So, a lot when of you stuff. have you know, when you have that whole church scene and we went to big church. Yeah. We had yeah. youth groups and we had summer yeah. camps and it was literally a cult. Yeah. I was literally raised whether they identified it or could not identify it because they would be crucified. Mm-hmm. But my mom was pagan. I so wish I was raised like she that. Took, we went to Bible school in a Lutheran church because that was what we were supposed to do. <laughs> and it was the one that she and she taught. So we learned like the Bible stories of Jonah and the well, blah, 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 blah. I didn't know any, you know, whatever. I knew the Old Testament Bible stories and who Jesus was. Okay. Interesting. Then it was like, yeah, okay. We didn't have to go anymore. So we didn't go anymore. I was raised though. I was the little girl that got in trouble and got sent to the pastor's office asking the questions like, well, if Adam and Eve have Cain and Abel then where do the rest of them where, where did, the, did, where did yeah. everybody else come from who's having sex with Cain or yeah. Abel 
and, then and and Abel's dead, and why yeah. they ha- send Cain away, and then how? Why did they have to mark him? And I was also the little safe. girl that said, "Okay, Noah's Ark. Um, lions eat animals. You know that, right? So you've got two by. You've only got two of everything on there. What happens when the predators eat all the other animals? It, it was stuff like that. Yeah, you know stuff that they just couldn't answer. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. Yeah. I want to run y'all's charts so bad in human design right now. They had, um, but so my, I was raised where the Bible, regardless, that it's an extremely, you know, it has uh, every story ever storyline ever created and that it is a excellent book of, you know, there are some parts that are morally sound, whatever, things like that. Like, it is an excellent book for uh, different answers or whatever. And she literally was like, okay, if you want to read Proverbs, you know, she gave me what books to read if that's what I wanted to read in the Bible. And then also, we were taught to read actual books at a very young age and went to libraries a lot and my reading material was never censored. So she didn't censor See, me cool. and tell me this is how I had to act or behave by society's rules. However, she had a certain code for her home that was going to run a certain way. And by golly, that was the right way. I think that's cool. period. But I was like, screw all the codes. Why do you have this code? I think this code should be something different or whatever. But well, every child does. I literally, if I wanted to wear boys clothes, I wore boys clothes the entire time, whatever. And then when I quote became a woman physically with my body, a lot of stuff changed all at once and it was mm. like, "Oh, I really kind of like all these super girly things." And then I didn't realize, so maybe I've always been non-binary but didn't know i just thought you didn't have to choose to be either one be as far as what you like and don't oh, like right. as a female that was, that was my I dumb was, question that i was going to ask earlier what is the difference between androgyny yes which because it, to because me that's when i think of non-binary which is a new term to me yes i think of grace jones Yes. automatically comes to mind when yes. i look at her i do not see a gender well i believe that i could be wrong and i would need to look this up but what's coming up is that androgyny is a look whereas non-binary is a gender identity okay so you can that makes look sense androgynous yes. um i think in some senses i look androgynous because i like a little bit of both i like to i like to have I, you know, hairy pits and I like to have like, sh- you know, shaved sideburns and, and I like to have makeup on like, you know, I yes. like a, a little bit of both, but, um, but an androgynous person could be non-binary. They could be trans, they could be female. So the, the, adro- the androgynous, or they could be male or they could be male. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Could, that's what I, yeah. yeah. Sorry. Yeah. I have a thing about cis males right now. They just, <laughs> I just cut them out of my my brain's game. well it's about <laughs> i have a cis male i like a lot right now because cis males i'm completely in, invisible to them right now because of my age and attractiveness. i'm uh, that is not true i'm just not being, true i'm being crazy but, mm, i'm they, being silly that's not 
that is a joke. Oh, I know. By the way, I just feel All like cis men are like a whole another podcast. Should we get into that right now? I don't know. No, they've had plenty of time on this planet okay, to cool. get into all they their have, podcasts. We, we're, we're notorious for male bashing. That's what they say. But I think it's hilarious that it's, That they know, get so butthurt about it. That I just point out the obvious. It, it is quite amazing. But to, to, to go, um, I think I answered your question, though. Yeah, so, so anybody can look androgynous, but then um, that's different than gender identity, which is still even different than sexual identity, which is a little confusing for me. I mean, I kind of get it. I just call myself queer because if I'm gender nonconforming, then whomever I am want to get in their pants in that moment... Well, I'm the same gender or whatever. Sexually, well, it's odd because they, when uh, some of that, the labels, you're coming from a generation, uh, I'm Gen X, I'm Gen, first Gen, Gen X, and our generation spent a long time trying to erase labels, you know? Yeah. Young people, it's surprising to them, but in 1978, a whole bunch of white people got together and said, you know what word would really be cool if we completely stopped saying? And they were like, no, what word? And we we're like, you know, that N word. I think that would be a great, word, a to great word to stop saying. And we legit look it up collectively said, yeah, let's stop saying the N word. That's probably not very cool to do. But look at how hard it is for our current collective to stop Using he, she pronouns. Well, it'll take some time. I know, it'll take time. Because for a long time, we were like, yeah, that's cool. Let's don't use this word or whatever. But then we had a creative outlet of rap music. And 50 years their seems own... to be the key well, of, of where stuff starts so coming we out. Will because all the old totalitarian have died. Yeah. Maybe I'll still it be takes alive. Two, I'll be eight-ish. It takes two generations, all right? Yeah. Hong Kong is the financial epicenter of the world. All right. And imperialist England took it over for a while, just like all kinds of things that they've taken over for a while. And still have. And then, well, they've had they had leases on them, and they came out in the other countries that they belong to through, like, the World Organization, things like that. They were like, hey, look, you can't just plant a flag on this indigenous property and just take it. <laughs> so this property has it. Or they bought it back, like China and Japan did. Yeah. They bought a lot of property. And China and Japan own a whole lot of property here in America. Oh, wow. And oh, that's... You That's don't, cool. You don't know that? I mean, I'm sure I do. But again, it's not my topic of interest. Well, I'm, into, see, I'm into personal response, you know. Which is yeah. where and mental health. <laughs> I get, I, I need your energy to help me heal and what I have been trying to teach, but I believe we're past the tipping point. <laughs> yeah. So what I would like to treat, teach now are burn principles. So when everything falls apart... You'll know how to treat each other a little better. I'm going to try to bring the energy of healing. I want to What's encourage scary, you. I'm sorry. Go ahead. But because we're on the spiritual tune and she is more um, concrete with things and we have this. Oh, I like that. We're talking, we're talking about 
the energies and why politics and the world scale and then how we feel spiritually and that scale. Cause you got Christians mm-hmm. who are talking about the end times revelation, whatever. So let's for shits and giggles say they're right. Okay. They're right. It's end times. Then you've got people over here who do not believe in any type of religion or spirituality mm-hmm. whatsoever. And their non-binary process that they're trying to bring to light is where basically we're all AI robots and that we are all going to go into space. We're all in the matrix and we're going to colonize and we are. Yes. So either way, either way, does that it matter at our growing up as Gen X, our fear factor that we worked on was, Orville's 1984 becoming a totalitarian government. Now they're the fear is the handmaid's tale, still a totalitarian government. Mm -hmm. Cuba right now is fighting for their freedom. Now that from Castro or he, I don't even know if he died. I haven't, he did. He died years ago. That's right. So I think his son took over. Yeah. Now they're looking at another dictator taking over and they're like, fuck this. We're not having it. Who have all these rules set up by a government whatever that we give no shits about we care nothing about who's heading what but the reason that it's important in the 50-year thing and i'll get there very very quickly is that (laughs) in 1997 england had to give back control of hong kong to china and china is a totalitarian 100 percent And they'll say, I'm not communist because they are using capitalist endeavors. So they're calling, they're relabeling it. But China, since China has been China, has had world domination at their core. All right. So because of greed and corporate greed and getting off the path of where America, who was going to be this great socialistic type new society that they built so people could do manipulate it again by men which we're all agreeing on okay so back i have to, to China. ask you this though i Real have quick to. okay it's 50 years that they had to take over write it down go ahead i know where i'm at it's now like, i don't want no to. go ahead you can okay so, okay what's the plan then What's the solution then? Well, first you got to know what's going to happen and you've got to accept, oh, this may be part of the plan and you've, you've got to decide. We don't have any solutions anymore. It's moot. Wasn't Politics moot. at this time are so moot. So again, you have what does it matter then? If, we're, if, if China is going to own us all, like I think that they're going to do. That's why yes, I'm doing all of the personal responsibility shit and that's why I'm working on my own Thank stuff you. because you know what? It's we. Um, what's happening, especially with the um, Aquarian age coming in um, last year, is we are being forced to learn to rely on ourselves. Government, yeah, otherwise you're going to... Government is breaking down. I don't know how long it will be. But it is. And it's already broken. Well, it's going to with the, I know the time, the timeline, and this is why you're feeling this for this, for, this is why everything seems so urgent and why I'm trying to be like, we got to decide and And, why your energy is doing what it's doing. It's a catalyst. Mm -hmm. Yes. But you've got to know what's happening and people don't know what's happening. And and I got some things to to add that are, that are kind of interesting because wasn't 1987 when that supernova like hit or something, not hit, but like exploded. There was that big 
supernova. There was a lot of stuff that happened in that 87 year. too. Yeah. yeah, because that was, the, I have to check, but that was the same year that um, human design was originally downloaded from the, um, from the neutrinos, the, the stardust basically. Um, oh, very like, cool. That was like, and, well, and then in human design, um, if you look into the year 2027, that is supposed to be like, quote unquote, the end times. So we have seven years, but uh, the way that they, and I have to read more on this. I just haven't had the spoons or the space in my brain. But what I kind of understand is it's not about Christians being plucked up because they believe in God. It's about vibrating. It's about shifting our vibrations. We need to be vibrating the at a specific level. The ones who are level. enlightened are the ones who are risen and, up. And not necessarily enlightened, but it's a level of awareness. It's it's raising our vibration. And, and I don't know what that vibration will be that we need to be... <coughs> I'm vibrating at and I don't know what happens to the people that are not vibrating at that but a big shift in the world is coming in 2027 and so it, it, it's very fucking interesting like things are happening right now I don't know what's going to happen I don't know and god everybody in the fucking Knoxville area is gonna think I'm a crazy person after this but they already do think I'm a crazy person so it really doesn't matter but it's it, it, that's, it, the, that's the great thing about the internet and about yeah. information is that you're finding out that people throughout history, the quote crazy people, were the ones that they were right on track. And you know what? Yeah. Like since uh, since I've really been coming um, to learn to love myself and coming into my witchcraft and, and everything, like and and my human design is all about listening to my emotions and listening to my gut feelings and listening to me. Like this stuff is coming up. It's like, it's like the universe, like I told the universe, like, show me what I'm here for. And this stuff is what's coming into my purview. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, I, it's, uh, like I am, um, very much, uh, understand the energetic world way more than I do the physical because the physical is actually not the truth. The physical is just a representation of the inner. And, and so I see the truth of what's going on energetically and, 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 and I and, uh, and I get these flashes and images and weird, like I've got friends now that are like, you literally just pulled that out of my head. And I'm like, I know I do that. I don't know when I'm doing it, but it just comes into my head. And, and I think it freaks people out. But but I'm having to learn to tr like trust myself. And, and that's what we all are having to do right now because like that, that's part of what I want to help people do is go in. Go in. You, I think you're asking questions because you... Mm, know that there's more like uh but you the sense i'm getting is that like you don't want all the change you know that the change is happening and you're ready for the change i can tell like you're ready i just want i've this. been ready i've seen it for a really long time but you but you need a lot of proof and it's almost like you have your your heels in the ground like you kind of don't want to really believe it because you're like i need some proof when you keep seeing the proof so for I wouldn't much say that I've been ready for a long time. If, for yeah, um, and when I say ready, you know, I'm she's ready. ready. I've been ready to die. She's for a long she's time. like I'm ready to burn die. all this shit down. We're no. burning <laughs> it all down. I, mean, I don't want to die, but I'm ready because I know that there is something beyond this world that is so much more yes and that's, than this moment right yes. here and that, that's what i'm talking about is that is that you are you're ready you don't know what it is but you are almost <laughs> not really testing 
and very nihilistic yeah like you're you're observing and it's not you're not like like i can do my part but i can only do so much yes yeah and i can't rely on everybody else so i know that the world is going to shit so regardless and i don't care and that's why i'm kind of observing i kind of i care i don't I honestly don't know if I care in that sense either. Yeah. Because, uh, like, uh, especially when COVID happened, everybody was like, I can't wait till things get back to the way that they are. And I was like, they literally will never be the way that they were. I'm re- right. Like, you, like, you have to just roll with uh, it. Roll with it. I don't know what the fuck is going to happen. It's some weird shit happening, though. And everybody's like, wow, this thing is really weird. Wow, this thing is really weird. Oh, my God. I can't believe that just happened. I'm like, why are you still saying that? How do you not believe what is still happening right now? Well, because they've had things <laughs> I'm also the same. Every person. That's that's and what I mean. Like yeah. people yeah, should just... have, but they haven't. And unfortunately, a fifty-year indoctrination. People don't realize. Okay, I'm. Uh, I don't Be know. Proud I can of own it. my age. I'm thirty-nine. Yeah, I'm because proud of it. now, it fucking yeah, amazing. Now, if they don't hire me, it's because they're ageist. Because everybody knows I'm cool as fuck now. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so. Let me tell you, the Golden Girls, okay? Oh, yeah, I am. They're the Rue, Rue McClanahan I know, was 51 I know. when she started that show. Oh, that's amazing. And you think, you look at it now and you think like, oh my gosh, she was, looking back, she was an old woman. I said that to somebody because I'm Now I'm jokes, the old woman. But I don't want to write them yeah. out because well, I'm going to do them. But uh, so. they were, I'm sorry, they were just like, hey, uh, you know. How do you know that she looked like that? She was an actress. She might have been gorgeous like you, and they made her up to be old people, just like the old Super one. Super true. Sophia yeah. was not an old old lady. True. She, she was. was she was younger. It would be like me playing your mom and you being Dorothy, because we could do it. Because I'm older than you, I couldn't definitely be, you know, Sophie or whatever. We could do a gold-plated girl situation. <laughs> However, um, it does not take long. Like you said, it's a 50-year indoctrination to flip the script. That's of, really interesting because I'm, I'm, I'm a decade away from that in my own life. And it's kind of crazy because it has kind so of flipped. How many transitions have you been through in your growth cycle? Well, and that's what I'm wondering. I'm 39 this year. So I was born in 82 and, and, and that was, I feel like so much Excuse me. Wow. has changed. Well, everything I know. cycles I think at 82, out. And I think everything what I was doing in, in life so is on a cycle. Yeah, it is. And for to indoctrinate, to change behavior, you have to have, again, small consistent changes changes over a long period of time that is what true change how it happens now we have tiktok run by china i'm not trying to be upset with china i like the chinese people i'm not on tiktok i like china i don't know anything about it i like cult the chinese culture but in 50 years which is going to be we're 24 years in so in 26 years, my son's 26, so in the blink of an eye from me having a human and them having a birthday this year, China will own the world, period. They will be the one and yeah. only superpower of the world. That's pretty scary. So that's we scary. have, like with, with well, how I mean, they with, run things, with history, scary. you know, 
Or we're going to have a world war. How many times? Something. How many times was it that China's ruled the earth? Yes. It's been a while. Yeah, but they they have at least two, to, right? And they're good with the long game. If at any point in time the powers that be had put women in the thing for the plan, and then you gave a date for a plan, and that is true too. But go at what was your date again? It's 2027. 2027, which is soon. Seven so, years. Seven years. Yes. Six which, years. I six years now. Which yeah, in six the years. spiritual Math. realm, say, is supposed to be the tribulation before uh, Jesus comes back or the whatever. In a lot of pagan and things, religions, there is going to be a great war between gods. At, so, at that same time? Yeah, all of this has a basis of Interesting. things. It's all... Something big's coming, y'all. Come on. It is big coming. It is. So. It may be mostly energetic. Could be aliens coming back. I'm ready. <laughs> yeah. I'm Let's ready in a Now This what is I, what I've been waiting for. What I would like between now and the total collapse, because in our generation, we failed. And I, wa- I failed in the expression where somebody did. I feel like I did because I had my children when, uh, you know, not millennials or whatever. I, you know, I skipped a gen. I don't know what the fu- I think I'm technically, like, on the cusp of millennial, but on the uh, cusp of the other. I don't That's know. what I was about to say. Like, you're a very, very young Gen X, old millennial. millennial. Yeah, but we I forget have... that. Like, yes. most of the millennials are turning 40 I know right it's fucking weird this That's year what I'm saying that so and then a lot of people that had millennials that were in my age bracket you know um bracket is what I mean not racket it's mm-hmm. a racket but anyway ones that had kids through we had a lot of conveniences happen we had a lot of different lifestyles happen throughout the generation have you watched we had two that, um, kids and people didn't realize they didn't learn basics. When's the last time? When I grew up, when I was in high school and graduated high school, I graduated in a diverse military area. So this means I had black students in my school. Mm-hmm. I had Asian students in my school. I graduated in 1983. So it's not like it was way back in the, you know, whatever. But we had legit gun clubs that black kids had gun racks in the back of their pickup trucks with guns in them, the same as white kids had. Yeah. But we did have a lot of race is- issues as well. We had that. It was just, school. we weren't so quick to blow each other's faces off. You would beat each other in the street, you know, which was dumb. Oh, but, it was dumb. But did we, you have a, did you have a place in your little hometown where people Eagles would nest, go and scrap? Getting, yeah. There were a lot of different places and the beach. I mean, and, but I had a beach town too, so it was dumb. But they st- <laughs> I mean, still there's always going to be segregation because people enjoy what's familiar. So they're going to hang Look. out with people who are the most like them 
even, regardless even in the military the like I, I grew up on the officer side my dad was an officer oh, that's, my mom, see, that's a whole nother different oh segre- integration and segregation my mother would not let us play with the enlisted children yeah, let because me tell you about the better than less than bullshit I, I know. grew up with well again rank is everything oh in military so a classist uh-huh. situation is very easy there uh, for sure it was just to make men feel better yes. i know yeah we had the better houses we you're had... the same but if you kiss our ass this particular way we're going we'll to give you give more you, we'll get yeah but they won't get what you get so that's fine i have yeah. always marched to the beat of a different drummer mm-hmm. period and always been a little bit hippie and <laughs> I wish kind I of content in my tent, which I don't know. Did I do a disservice or did I do a service? However, my parents were like, you can't trust the government. You can't trust people to take care of you. And I know no matter what you want to pursue, we want you to pursue this. But you need a trade. Get mm-hmm. a trade. I love, yeah, massage therapy is mine. I love it. Every single one of us have a trade, mm-hmm. period. Mas- I don't have a trade. <laughs> Get a trade. You know? <laughs> Well, I mean, I can do a lot of things mediocrely. I, me too. Same. I think it's energy work. I think that's the ADD. But then I, but you have a lot of, however, you're learning a lot of skills and people through the pandemic to be knocked off their high horse have started to see the, how valuable it is to have a skill. So many people don't. And I feel bad because in the eighties, I didn't bitch enough about my alternative lifestyle to have people come to the dark side. I would talk to them about the importance of keeping their freedoms because I didn't care what the hell they did. I wanted to do what I wanted to do. That's why I do what I do. have the freedom to do what they want to do. This has been part one of our interview with Jen. Thank you so much for joining Jen and I and Jen on this episode of Gavin Girl Time. We really appreciate you tuning in and join us next week on Gavin Girl Time. Gavin Girl Time. Gavin Girl Time. La, 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 la.